Um, I don't know if you have moments in your life of thinking to yourself, what on earth am I doing? Am I hitting my purpose? And am I missing it entirely? Am I going towards where I'm supposed to be going? Or am I going in entirely the wrong direction? Um, I had one of those moments a few years ago, um, probably something to do with one of the birthdays I had. And um, I grew used to the complete looks of bewilderment on my colleagues' faces when I would go into work each Monday and tell them whatever ridiculous idea I just had about what I should really be doing with my life. And um, watching their complete looks of astonishment as I filled in job applications and read job applications for things that um, were probably quite unsuitable for me. I think probably the most unsuitable advert that I ever looked at seriously was an advert for MI6. I, don't, I can't see myself in MI6, but I spent a long time looking at an MI6 um, advert for a while. And um, I've had quite a few friends who have gone through this sort of stage as well, maybe going from job to job or maybe even career to career, quite restlessly thinking and wrestling with this big question, am I hitting what I'm supposed to be doing with my life? Am I hitting my purpose? And um, the Bible gives us some big insights about how to hit our purpose. But you know, for me, if I'm totally honest, sometimes when I've wrestled about, am I hitting my purpose? Am I heading where I should be heading? I've actually been masking whether I'm hitting my where I should be today. When I'm thinking about where I should be in a year's time, am I on the right tracks? Am I doing what God's called me to do? Am I hitting my purpose? Sometimes it's been a way of avoiding thinking about what is God asking me to do today? What is God asking me to do in this moment? What is God asking me to do this week? Now, if you've been around at all over the last few weeks, you might know that we're looking at a series of big themes that run throughout the Bible. And we're looking at them in the form of a letter. You can see the letter on the screen behind me. We're on week eight this week, I think. Um, and each week, we're looking at a theme that runs right through the Bible from start to finish. And so this week, we're looking at God says, forgive. The shortest one. The simplest one. In some ways, the easiest to understand. We know what that word forgive means, and yeah, it's probably the hardest out of all of these things to do. God says forgive, and Jesus teaches us this again and again, and he teaches us it in the way that he lives his life and in the words that he uses, and we're going to look at just one example of that this morning, and it's an example that actually I think some of you might be familiar with already, because Jesus was asked on an occasion how it was that people should pray. And so Jesus taught us how to pray, and as he taught us how to pray, he was also teaching us something about forgiveness. So, on the screen behind me in a moment, some words are going to come up. They're from Matthew's account of Jesus' life in chapter 6, and it's Jesus talking. And it begins like this. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. It hits me every time there's a correlation there, there's a link. When we're praying that God will forgive us our mistakes, our debts, our sins, the stuff we've got wrong, Jesus teaches us to make a link there between God forgiving us and us forgiving other people. And then Jesus goes on to say, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. 
And it's almost as though Jesus anticipates that we're going to find that link about being forgiven and doing forgiving a bit too uncomfortable. Because he skips straight back to it afterwards. It's like he knows that we, we're going to find that tough. And so he gives us just a little bit more explanation on that. Because immediately afterwards, he goes on to say, if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive you your sins. You know, sometimes you meet people who seem to have become Christians and they just have this ability to forgive. It does happen sometimes. Some of you might have stories like that. I reckon for a lot of us, it's a slower burner than that. I've got a friend who became a Christian about 10 years ago, a great friend of mine. Um, and I became friends with her just as she was becoming a Christian. And she had an absolutely terrible relationship with her mother-in-law. Actually, I don't really know that I can call it a relationship because it had broken down so badly that when the two of them saw each other and they lived pretty close to each other, they blanked each other entirely. They would either cross the road or if the traffic was too bad to cross the road, they would walk past each other and there'd be no acknowledgement at all. And when my friend became a Christian, she wrestled for a few months with what she should do about her mother-in-law because she began to hear that Jesus was encouraging her to forgive, and yet as far as she could see, her mother-in-law didn't deserve forgiveness. Her mother-in-law had been completely unreasonable on lots of occasions. She hadn't said sorry. She'd shown no sign at all of changing. But my friend also knew that Jesus was prompting her, that Jesus was poking her, that Jesus was making her really uncomfortable that she felt that she couldn't forgive her. She felt that her mother-in-law had no reason to be forgiven. But you know, one of the truths that we see again and again in the way that God deals with us and in the way that he asks us to deal with other people is forgiveness has absolutely nothing to do with deserving it. There is no link between deserving forgiveness and giving forgiveness. And you see, forgiveness is often, in fact, pretty much always, it's much more of a decision than it is a feeling. It's actually got very little to do with how we feel, and it's got much more to do with making a decision. Now, I can say 10 years later that those two women are great friends, and I'm great friends with both of them, because when I go around to see my friend and her husband on a Friday night, pretty much always her mother-in-law's there. And slowly, 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 God has restored that relationship, but it began not with a feeling, but it began with a decision. It began with a decision that though I don't feel like it, I'm going to start forgiving. Forgiveness is both really simple and it's really hard. It's a really simple idea to understand that somebody owes you something, they're in debt to you, they've done something really unpleasant, and you're going let to let that go. You're going to let them go, owing you absolutely nothing. In some ways, it's so simple to understand, but it's such a hard thing to do because ultimately, it's a decision, not an emotion. And my friend didn't want to do it. She couldn't see, to start with, a good reason to do it. She didn't think that her mother-in-law deserved it. But ultimately, it's a decision, not an emotion. 
And because it's a decision, not an emotion, I sometimes forget when I've made that decision. Um, I don't know, maybe you're better at me than this, but sometimes once I've forgiven somebody, I forget that I've forgiven them, and I remember again the bad thing that they did that really annoyed me or wound me up or I felt was totally unjust or totally unfair and that they should never have done, and those feelings come back again. And I have to remind myself again and again, I've made a decision. You owe me absolutely nothing. You are not in debt to me. I'm letting you go free. It's a gift. I don't have to give it, but I choose to give it. So don't beat yourself up when you feel like, oh my goodness, I'm struggling with this. I feel like I've forgiven them, and then those thoughts come back to me. I don't know, because I'm not inside anybody else's brain, but I reckon it's pretty normal that when you forgive somebody, those thoughts come back and you have to remind yourself, oh yeah, forgiveness is a decision, not an emotion. And you know, the strange thing is, the more you go through that decision, the more that your emotions will follow behind, but forgiveness is a decision, not an emotion. It's a gift. It's not about whether the other person deserves it. Now, I grew up in a family of four, four kids, and um, we had great parents. I don't know if you know, but these talks are recorded and they go on the website. And I reckon the only person that ever listens to my talks is my mum. And um, she'll often text me on a Monday when she's doing a pile of ironing and say, oh, I listened to your talk from yesterday. So I'm just going to repeat that last line. I've got great parents. <laughs> Christmas is coming. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and we had a really happy family, but we squabbled. The four kids in our family, we squabbled all the time. And I remember so many times the front door closing when people would have been round and they'd gone, or we'd been out for the day and we'd got in. And the door closing and my parents saying, why can't you just be like other kids and get on with each other? Why do you always have to be the family that squabbles? But you know, one great thing that my parents did when we squabbled and we were growing up was whoever had been at fault had to apologize, and the person that had been on the receiving end of it had to say, I forgive you, sometimes under sufferance. But it taught us a really good concept in our family that we were going to be a family that forgave each other. So what it actually looked like in, in life was like this. Um, an example might be my brother Andy, um, when he was getting bigger and taller, started thumping me back when I thumped him. And then sometimes he'd just start thumping me for no reason. And um, although I could hit him, I'm much more of a lover than a fighter. So I didn't want to whack him back, um, but I knew that he absolutely loved his Aston Villa football figures. So every time he whacked me, I would run upstairs to his room, open his window, and throw his Aston Villa football figures out onto the concrete path below, hoping that one or two of them might break in the process. So my parents would see these football figures coming crashing past the kitchen window and hitting the path outside, call me downstairs, call Andy in, make me say sorry, even though it was him that started it, and I shouldn't have actually had to say sorry to him, but I did. And, um, and then Andy would say with a big twinkle in his eye, knowing full well that he started it, I forgive you, Tom. Now, that was, I'm being a bit flippant, but that was actually a great concept to teach us as kids, that we needed to be a family that forgave each other. But you know, Jesus' forgiveness is actually slightly different to that, because the forgiveness that Jesus gives us, and the forgiveness that he asks us to give other people, does not rely on the other person being sorry for what they've done. It doesn't rely on them apologizing to us. It doesn't rely on them even being aware that they've done anything wrong because sometimes we fall out with people and they are absolutely convinced that they are in the right. We are asked to forgive as a free gift, 
no strings attached, totally undeserving, and we may not feel like it. But forgiveness is a decision rather than an emotion. And you know what? In my experience, sometimes I've given myself a really hard time praying for an emotion, just being like, God, help me to forgive. And by that, I mean, help me to feel like I've forgiven this person, and then I will forgive them once the feeling comes. But you know what? We don't need to beat ourselves up about that, because often we will feel wound up, and we will feel angry, and we will feel maybe like we've been portrayed, but we can still make a decision, and we can still decide that forgiveness is a decision which I have the power to make. And I'll give you another flippant example of this. Um, We go on a church holiday every year to focus in the summer. It's a big camp. It's great. You should come. Um, And when we were there last year, I was walking along, minding my own business one day, perfectly nonchalantly, enjoying myself and the sunshine and everything else. And then um, Tim, who some of you might know, normally a nice guy, sat down here. Tim decided that he would um, that he'd come and bundle me for no reason at all. Now, I've already told you that um, I'm more of a lover than a fighter. But um, on this occasion, I thought, I'm going to teach him a lesson. So I taught him a lesson. And then I went away and thought about it and thought, you know what? I think I need to forgive Tim for unreasonably trying to bundle me. So I made a decision. I'm going to forgive him. And then only a few hours later, I heard him telling other people that actually he'd beaten me in the bundle and he'd taught me a lesson. And I thought, I've just made this decision to forgive him. How come it's not all going right? How come he's not confessing that he was in the wrong all along? But you know what? Forgiveness doesn't automatically always make a situation solved. It doesn't automatically heal a situation. And it doesn't automatically bring reconciliation. But Jesus encourages us super strongly, that it's really, really, really important if we are going to achieve our purpose in life, because I might not know what my purpose in life is in one year's time, or three years time, or 10 years time, but I do know that my purpose in life on the 10th of November 2019 is to forgive, because it's there super clearly for me. God's purpose for my life and God's purpose for your life is to forgive. And in one way, it's super easy, and in another way, it is super, super hard. Now, I feel like I should just give you a little health warning with this, because forgiveness doesn't mean that you have to go back to what a relationship was like before. Because there are some relationships that, though God calls us to forgive, they are actually toxic. It doesn't mean we need to go back to that relationship. There are some relationships that are not safe. Although God calls us to forgive, it would not be wise to go back to that relationship. Forgiveness is a free gift where we say to somebody else, often not in person, but in our own attitude, you owe me absolutely nothing. I'm letting it go for free. You're not in debt to me. You owe me nothing. There's no imbalance between us. I'm not after retribution. Sometimes forgiveness leads to reconciliation. It doesn't always, but it doesn't mean that we're not called to do it. And you know, one of the incredible things about Jesus, and there's a whole heap of incredible things about Jesus, but one of the incredible things about Jesus is he never once asks us to do something that he's not prepared to do himself. 
And I mentioned earlier that we see lots and lots of examples of how Jesus forgives, both in the way that he teaches, but also in his actions. And I think probably the most incredible example of Jesus forgiving is when he's being crucified, when he's being killed, and he's on the cross with nails through his arms and through his feet, and he prays, Father, forgive them. Right in the moment of the trauma, right in the moment of it happening to him, he prays, Father, forgive them. And I long to get to the place in my life where the distance of time between me being hurt, between me being offended, and then me forgiving is as short as that. I long to get to the point in my life where even when the unpleasant thing is happening to me at that moment, I can make that decision to forgive. Jesus knows the cost and the pain of forgiveness. And you know what? Sometimes I think that we look at Jesus and think, oh, it was all right for him because he was Jesus. And Jesus was fully God, but he was also fully a person. So that means that Jesus is just as capable as you and I of taking offense. Jesus is just as capable of you and I as get, uh, of getting hurt. Jesus is just as capable as you and I of being bitter. It wasn't any easier for him, but he makes that decision in the instant. Father, forgive them. He knows the cost and the pain, but he also knows the joy and the freedom and the hope. And actually, like pretty much everything in the Bible that seems tough, and it seems like, oh my goodness, this is a massive ask for me, it's all for our good. It's all for our good. You see, when we don't forgive, it's not the person we're mad at that's carrying around a big weight on their back. It's us that ends up carrying that big weight round. When we don't forgive, it's not the other person who carries around bitterness. It's us who carries around bitterness. And when we make that decision to choose to forgive, it's us that gets released. It's us that gets to live free. It's us that finds that we've got freedom to live life with much more freedom than we had before. Because like all the tough stuff, like all the stuff that initially looks challenging, it's for our good. It's for our benefit. It's that we might live the lives that Jesus has called us to live. And you know, one of the crazy things um, about what Jesus did, and there's a guy that wrote a large bit of the New Testament um, called Paul, and he talks about this again and again. But he talks about the way Jesus forgives, and he talks about us. And he says, while we were still sinners, while we were still making mistakes, before we knew there was a Jesus, before we knew there was a God who loved us, Jesus died for us. Jesus gave us forgiveness before we had any intention of asking him for it. Jesus gave us forgiveness before we had any intention of ever being sorry for the mistakes that we'd made. And he did it that we can be free. And he did it that we can free other people by forgiving just as we are forgiven. Forgiveness is a decision more than it is an emotion. And it's what we're made to do. And it's our purpose. 
And if you're struggling with what is your purpose in life, I can't tell you what your purpose in life is for six months' time. I can't tell you where God wants you to be in a year's time. But I can tell you and I can tell myself that God's purpose for us here and now on the 10th of November is to forgive. Because he's saying it all the time. And the invitation is wide open for us to forgive and to know that God has forgiven us. Who knows what God is going to call us to do in the future, but he's calling us now to forgive.